All right. We got here Jim Gale, founder of Food Forest Abundance. We've been trying to go back and forth with this podcast getting scheduled for months now, but we are so excited for this one as Jim is local to the Florida area, doing some amazing things that are actually going to change the world in a very positive way. So Jim, thanks so much for coming on. Well, thank you guys. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm very excited to share the solution to all of the world's biggest problems with your audience. And I'm talking about deforestation, mass extinction, cancer, diabetes, heart disease. My mom just had a brain tumor removed from her head last week. It's an amazing situation on how it's all coming together. When we take the poisons out and grow food instead of lawns, we end all of it all the way to tyranny. Wow. So that's a powerful statement to come on. People are like, what is going on? What is Jim about to talk about? I'm excited because this is going to be great, especially in this world where constantly we're now the fight against seed oils is here. You know, we really want to start this revolution with our food because that's where it starts with. The floor is yours, Jim. Tell us a little bit more about your company, the inception of it, and the whole nine yards, please. About 16 years ago, I red-pilled. I learned what was happening in the world, that the world is controlled by, at the lowest level, psychopaths, people who are not in this game for the benefit of humanity, but for the benefit of themselves. And so that was one thing. I then learned permaculture, which is the solution to all the problems, which means permanent culture. And then I had my first two daughters. And that was the big thing. When parents, when we have kids, then for the first time, at least in my life, There was somebody in my life that was more important to me than me. (laughs) I would jump in front of a moving train, any, most every parent would to save the lives of our kids. And so when I learned all those three things, I made it my obsession in life to bring the solutions to humanity at scale. Because when everybody eats healthy food, we're free. I love that. I love that. So let's dive right into it. You created Food Forest Abundance. What is Food Forest Abundance? What is the actual solution to actually starting to get our health back? The solution is to, well, at at a big level, it's to inspire and catalyze a shift in awareness that leads to mass adoption of taking the poisons out and growing food. At the tactical level, because this is the most logical military strategy to defeat evil as well, we actually design and install edible landscapes. So from every level, we've got this thing, and it's so freaking exciting to share how the levels are coming together right now. So talk to our listeners and us about just what those landscapes can look like, where yeah. all this evolved, and, and, how, and what growth has looked like for your company and, and, the, and the, the tangible value that you're seeing your, your customers, your clients experience. Awesome. Awesome question, man. So about two years ago, I wrote Dell Bigtree a letter. And he loved it. He put us on his show, The High Wire. I'm so thankful to Dell and his crew for that. And we were three people at the time. I was the only real full-time person. Well, one other person full-time. We are now in 53 countries and 50 U.S. states. Our last state, we just started helping somebody grow food in 53 countries and 50 states, was Delaware. And we just got that yesterday or the day before. (laughs) So in other words, oh, really? Awesome. 
Yeah. So in other words, we simply help people grow food. It's literally that simple. When we inspire people to grow food instead of lawns and then show them exactly how to do it, they simply do it because it's the logical way. So let's revert back. So let, let's yeah. talk about what the problem at large is. We hear a lot about these, you know, pesticides, a lot of these like plain spraying chemicals and things like that. What is the actual problem today that's going on with our food? Tell us a little bit more about seed oils. You're the expert here. We just want to listen to you know what the actual problem is, and then we'll talk about the solution. I love it. So again, let's look at the levels. BlackRock is the entity that invests in all the poison producing companies of our world. They're run by a computer named Aladdin. So that's kind of the top. And then at the lowest level here, you've got companies like True Green, right? True Green is a lie. It's a company that sprays poisons on lawns. The poisons go into our microbiome and and our bodies. Many studies have been done showing the carcinogens, cancer-causing agents, which are poisons that go into the vats of True Green and are sprayed on lawns all across America. And who owns True Green? Basically, BlackRock is partnered with True Green. Of course they are. So here's what we do. We inspire the people within True Green to clean out their vats of poisons and put compost tea in those vats and now go around the world and spraying life into the soil. So we're really looking at this as how do we scale rapidly? Then the next thing that we have going on is incredible influencers, generals and Green Berets and doctors and influencers, musicians, all of the different kind of pillars of society, the influencers are coming together to speak the same message at scale. Hmm, I like that. So just a side question, because yeah. this is something I'm interested in, because I, I love everything you're saying and you've done your research and follow the money, you find out what the actual core of the problem is. You know, how much pushback have you gotten over the years? I know this is now becoming more of a popular opinion, but for a while, this was a very unpopular opinion and people probably say, Jim, Jim what's going on, man? Like, you okay over there? Um, now this is something that's a little bit more widely known, but tell us about the evolution of that. I love those questions are so relevant for 13 years. I was beating my head against the wall. I was doing stupid shit and I had to, because I had to learn what I didn't know about 13 years ago. I started developing land in Costa Rica. And the first thing we did, and I didn't know permaculture at the time was I bought a fruit tree nursery. And we installed the fruit tree nursery on our property because then we could use the fruit trees and the production to cover our whole property with fruit trees. Why? I just like fruit trees. (laughs) I had no idea what permaculture was. Then when I started learning permaculture, I created a community in the mountains of Southern Costa Rica called Osa Mountain Village. It was written up in the New York Times. It was incredible. But here's where I learned a tough lesson is I would let anybody in who wanted to join our community. And if anybody here has ever been part of an HOA where you've got incredibly socialist minded people, because a lot of people in the permaculture movement back then were into socialism and communism. Well, we brought up an element of people that wanted control of everything. Right. So this is a profound learning for me. I actually left that to come here when the shit started hitting the fan 
And with that knowledge, I was now building greenhouses. And again, I was doing it not the permaculture way. I was looking for a solution because I didn't fully understand that permaculture already has all the solutions. I don't have to do anything but be the best I can advocate for permaculture. Bill Mollison and David Holmgren are the founders, and now millions of permaculture wizards have come in, and incredible scientific-minded people, logical people, have come in and added value, layers and layers and layers of value to the permaculture principles. And it's just beautiful. All I have to do is shut up and just point to the permaculture all around us. That's great. So 53 countries across the world, all 50 states. Geography has to play a role in the ecosystem you're able to cultivate. So could you maybe talk to our listeners and and us a little bit about just how geography can impact what you're able to cultivate and and, and build for yourself? Another profound question. So in permaculture, the first thing we do is we look at the land and find out what the geography is, what the sun patterns are, what the wind and the rain patterns are what the climate is. It's called agricultural zones. And so if it's in a certain zone, and then there's microclimates within each zone. So in permaculture, that's the first thing we do is we observe and interact and find out what's going on with that zone. We look at the soil, the other plants in the area, the animal patterns. And when you put all of that together, you can design the right ecosystem that will actually just enhance life in the current ecosystem and provide an abundance of food for everybody involved, including, of course, the bees and the butterflies and the birds and the lightning bugs and the deer. And it's a it's an abundance creation science. I love it. I love it. It's own little ecosystem. Yes. Let's, tra- let's transition over to the business side because you know we hear 53 countries, 50 states. That is not easy to do when you're scaling a business, which I'm assuming started as more of like this hands-on experience that you're going to these places to help them set this up. How are you able to grow this at scale? What does your partnerships look like? How are you able to outreach to clients? What's that look like? Oh, gosh, I love these questions. Because in every question, there's many layers of learning and it never stops, right? This is a mission for all of us to change the world. This isn't a corporation against the people, which is typically how it is. The corporation's intention, if you look at everything that BlackRock invests in, is to suck energy out of the system and provide shitty or even poisonous products. We do it exactly the opposite, modeling after the pieces of the puzzle that are successful. For instance, the mass media narrative. Let's just take that one element in the system. Mass media has, which was purchased by JP Morgan and his crew over a hundred years ago, they bought all the newspapers that made a difference in our world. And then they use mass media to create talking points that are so in our face using neuro-linguistic programming every day, all day long, using shame and humiliation and all these kind of icky emotions. We're going to model after the structure of it, but instead we're going to interject life inspired, empowering content that raises the frequency, the vibration, the spirit of humanity by demonstrating the logical use of resources, right? So anyway, there's kind of a lot of layers to that, but we're getting really detailed into how to actually use. In fact, we've got Emmy Award winners on our team. Who is the best at creating good messaging? 
Emmy Award winners. So it's we're looking at it from every layer and everybody listening. You're a piece of the freedom puzzle. So it's time to lead, right? So where did Food Force Abundance start? And and how has it evolved and where is it at today from a you know organizational structure? Like how many employees, how many partners you have, and just it just just where did it where was it and how has it just evolved over over time? Yeah. So it started with Dr. Scott and Travis and myself. And Dr. Scott was a part-time designer for us. And Travis, my core partner, and he helped the website. So that was three people. That was about 22 months ago when we launched on the highway with Tree. And now we've created a design, a structure where we can assist anybody for free to grow food. And that was a major evolution. We learned a lot of things. We had people in places that didn't fit in that place, but they fit really where somewhere else, right? And we're, again, kind of going down to the level of we're using the permaculture principles as our business model. The permaculture core ethics, do no harm, earth care, and okay, so fair share. I want to just expose this one for a little bit. What has happened in the permaculture model itself, the community of permaculture, is about half of the permies back, let's say, three years ago were of the communist and socialist mindset. So when this whole thing started happening three years ago, half of them went full mask and mandate and injections, which is exactly contrary to permaculture. And the other half of us went freedom. Right. And so the half of us that went freedom, we are showing that this is a logical use of resources. It's a logical business model. And anyway, that allows us to scale. And then the last piece of the puzzle that I kind of should have started with was our free strategy session. Anybody who wants to grow food can call and talk with one of the permaculture professionals on our team. They love talking with people and sharing all of the ways that you can be self-reliant and free. So that's the kind of the next level that we've evolved to after learning a lot of lessons. I love it. And the word of mouth probably spreads like wildfire because you guys are so service and mission focused that yes, you can give all this stuff for free, but then over time, people don't have the time, knowledge, or desire to do this by themselves. So they eventually just end up paying you, I'm assuming anyway, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's the way it works because in order for this mission to scale, there needs to be money injected. Into yes, it. there does. And in the permaculture principles, we reuse the excess. We invest the surplus. So our company is transparent in everything we do. And we are entrepreneurs. We believe in the voluntary exchange of value. What we don't believe in is stacking billions of dollars into bank accounts and a system that's destroying the world. So what do we do with that billions of dollars? We put it right back into system by putting food force at schools, at churches, with veterans, we're putting food forests in 67 prisons in Florida, it sounds like. Wow. And then along with the food forest, we do education, training the inmates on a skill, the ultimate skill of self-reliance and freedom. They've done this with gardening without all of the curriculum in California. And then you had the recidivism rate go from over 60% to under 10% simply by teaching the inmates and helping them grow food. Wow. Let's talk about America in general. So the common American 
has a relatively shitty diet, right? We're eating fast mm-hmm. food here and there, yeah. eating processed foods, all these different things. What are we doing wrong? And where are some like immediate shifts that we can create without having to go full blown? Okay, I'm going to create my own ecosystem, maybe over time. But what are some small little steps that I can start taking to start to cultivate my own food or just having a better diet in general? Yeah. So Jane Goodall, who was one of those amazing people who I love to death, and then she went woke. But she said this, which is very wise. She said, we shall look back on this dark era of agriculture and shake our heads and wonder how we could have ever thought it was a good idea to grow our foods with poisons, right? So the number one thing that we all get to do is just find out what the poisons are and take them out of our lives, right? Get a fluoride filter for your sink. You don't want to be ingesting that and calcifying your pineal gland, don't eat anything grown with poisons. And now we're learning and just lately that the, the ham and the meat supply has been tainted with mRNA. Now, in some cases, it sounds like for 10 years. Now, that's an insane thing that we don't even know about that's been happening. So find out what's going on and then start growing your own food without poisons. That is the key to all of it. Did I answer your question? I kind of got off on a tangent there. No, no, I love where this is going because I'm a big subscriber of this and I'm, I was so outspoken before about it. And, and I just love connecting with those that are believe in this type of mission. And it's so it's now becoming more mainstream, which is great. Yeah. Um, but then the answer, like what you're doing is the actual answer. Like, cause it always gets to a point of like, okay, great. What do we do now? Because these yeah. people are just so powerful that like we really can't do much besides just, all right, let me just go to work the next day. So taking action in this type of mission is amazing. So how can we? start taking action and creating our own food for us. Let's say we live yes. in an apartment, don't have crazy amounts of space to really go, but we really want to start growing our own food and getting our own resources. Yeah. So there's one more layer I'd like to interject because for me, it was the foundation of everything is turn off anything that brings you fear, humiliation, shame. Anybody listening, when we raise our frequency to that of that minimum faith and courage, Right. And why have faith? Well, let's take the alternative. Fear is the contraction of spirit, of energy, of creativity, of the ability to solve problems. It's a disease that creates disease, that creates death. Right. So if the only reason to get fear out of our lives is because it will kill us, then that's a good enough reason. Right. So then step into pure faith and courage. Know that we are spirit doing something amazing right now. We are here to lead humanity into the next stage of freedom, right? So that's the number one thing is raise the frequency, raise the energy. Then just start planting seeds. If you want help, that's what we're here to do. If you want to go on YouTube and do it yourself, that's what I did for freaking 15 years, right? Any which way you want to do it. If you want to speed up time, then get a hold of us. That's what we are here to do. If you want to just do it, just do it. Grow, grow food, plant seeds right now. We're going we're gonna to post the link in our description to, to the website for Food Force Abundance. But the projects that we've, that we've seen are so impressive that you guys have worked on across the board from, from large scale to smaller scale. Would you mind kind of going on the business side and just talking a little bit about just some some challenges you faced during those, some of those projects or, or just some yeah. of the, you know, as you have grown over the last 22 months, just 
being at the being the person who's in charge of the operation, overseeing kind of the whole the whole growth of everything. What's going through your mind and how problems get solved and just some some wins and some challenges along the way. If you could just kind of yeah. talk about that side of things as you've grown. That's a super cool question. About two years ago, I was going through hell. I had when I started learning what was going on in the world, I had previously had started a mortgage company that did $1.3 billion in revenue in three and a half years, starting from scratch. It scaled. It was very similar in structure to the company now. And it was a lot of fun. And then I got to Costa Rica and I started learning about what was going on. And I got into scarcity because I didn't clearly see a roadmap to the solution. And that worried the shit out of me. Right. And for 13 years, I spent all of what I had made in the mortgage company and another 80,000. I was dead broke and I had a family and bills to pay and I had no job. I was literally doing everything in my power to create a pathway that would be sustainable and regenerative financially. Because once we crack that code, once permaculture becomes the best business opportunity in the world, which it is right now, and we can prove it then it will just go nuts across the globe, right? So anyway, I went through this personal experience where I lost everything. And then I stepped into that energy of faith and courage. And then now I simply meditate multiple times a day, which is just simply breathing and allowing my mind to be quiet. And so does everybody else on our team. And together we combine our ideas, including what you're doing. I'm so thankful that we're talking about this. We combine everybody's ideas that wants to live free and then we demonstrate it and then it changes the world. Wow. That's amazing. What, what kind of pushback have you seen throughout the years? Like, I know, like, I, I'm the, I wanted to crack a joke of like, we got to get Jim some personal security over here because you're spreading a message that a lot of people with large dollars and large bank accounts don't want being told. What, yeah. what kind of pushback have you seen? Have you ever been censored before? What's that look like? Well, censored, holy shit. In fact, John Nolan and Christine Nolan, dear friends, passionate warriors in this fight from the Inspired channel. If you haven't seen that channel, it's it, ha- it was one of my favorites way before we ended up becoming partners. And they did a show and they determined after being in this business a long time that it was the most censored message that they'd ever had on their channel. They've got David Icke on their channel. (laughs) And I love David. I'm very excited to collaborate with the Icke family, Gareth and everybody. So anyway, this is the solution. Victor Hugo said there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world, and that is an idea whose time has come. This is it. It's self-reliance. It's enlightenment. It's freedom of mind, freedom of spirit, freedom of body. And so that's anyway, I want to encourage everybody to step into that. Again, I kind of got off on a tangent. Not sure I answered your question. No, it's okay. I mean, you are just depositing value into this interview and that's really all that matters, right? We had no agenda coming in here and you've just yeah. constantly thrown some amazing ideas. I think disrupting some people's patterns, which is a oh, pushback. Yes. So I've been, th- yes, yeah, sorry. I just, it just hit me. I've been. Many awesome people have said, Jim, I've got some security detail ideas for you. And the number one security that I believe is more powerful than all of it is literally the frequency of faith and courage. Because to be transparent about what we're doing and not kind of hide from what's going on, I don't think we can hide from evil, right? This is crazy shit going on. 
So I think if we're incredibly transparent, they simply can't keep up with us. If anything happens to me now, this goes freaking viral instantly and boom, they don't want that. Yeah, th this isn't talked about enough because you know we're, we're talking about food and people are like, all right, what does food have to do with constantly Jim talking about spirituality and stuff? Like how important is the spirit and God and all this stuff and how important, especially in a time like this, is important to lead into that? Man, you're getting so freaking deep with these questions. <laughs> so I grew up Catholic and I saw firsthand the pain and suffering that were caused by some of the small percentage, but still some that were protected by the highest up in that church. And the word God changed for me at that time. I actually started feeling kind of weird about it. And then I came back to it after pushing it away, but not the same way I used to. It's not some guy in the guy with a beard or any of that crazy shit, right? It's infinitely more profound than that from my personal experience. It's just connection. It's just freedom of mind. And it's simply governmente means mind control. It's simply a lightmente or oh, I'm present at this fucking moment is epic right now. And when we all take that presence in at the deepest level, then we are free. And then we demonstrate freedom and then we win. What is the vision for Jim and for the business and for, you know, the, the food forest abundance? The vision that most clearly represents what's actually happening all around me here at God's Landing is the vision is the first one I heard about. It was the Garden of Eden. Now, I know, again, some people retract from that whole idea, but let's just imagine a vision where you go outside and there's fruit trees and berry bushes and grapevines and butterflies everywhere and hummingbirds all over the place and lightning bugs everywhere right? and just pure abundance everywhere. That's the vision. I would love to see your backyard. <laughs> oh, you would. Come on. If anybody who wants to come visit us at Galt's Landing, when you experience it, you can feel it and you can, it's a sensory explosion with sights and smells and sounds and tastes and feeling. And so come see it. That's amazing. So yeah, with that, as we near towards the wrap up point, how can our listeners connect with you? How can they come see the, the food forest? Um, how can they eventually explore their own food forest? Tell us that. So foodforestabundance.com is our website. And if you want to talk with one of our professional growers, then you can set up a free 30 minute strategy session. And yeah, we'll, Let's collaborate. That's what we're doing. We're designing ways to collaborate and change the world. And we are all a piece of the puzzle, right? At every level. So, so come on. I love it. I love it. Lastly, before we wrap up, we always ask our guests because this is called the Consistency Wins Podcast. What does consistency mean to you? And how important is that to show up consistently <sighs> every day? Man, that's so profound. It's presence. It, consistency for me is being here now. And just listening, the wonder, the magic, the divine ideas come from the gap in between the thoughts. The thoughts are yesterday. The gap is the present and the future. So just follow your inspiration. Follow your bliss. That's it. Thank you so much, Jim, for being present with us today. You have poured into us and our listeners. This was a very, very important interview for people to hear, not just entertaining, but important. So I hope 
everyone that's listening to this feels inspired to go take action on this. Thank you so much, Jim. This will not be the last time we connect for sure. We're excited to head out to Blue Forest. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. You as well.